This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balqis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it is finally Wednesday. I'm very excited for Wednesdays. Aren't you a bit sad? That, that we're is... going to have our last Thursday tomorrow? Yeah, and it's going to be... Actually, it's not going to no, be, our last... be our last... Thursday. No, not our last Thursday, because we're living right here in Sharjah. We're yes, lucky enough we're to we're Sharjah-based. Three-day weekends, but it's the last Wednesday of 2021. It feels very, very weird that... You know, we're starting a new year. It, I honestly feel like 2021 just started a couple of months ago, and now we're looking at 2022. Yeah, well, you know, 2021 was a great year for me, to be honest, and I love 2021. And it was a year where we discovered a lot about ourselves. 2020, mm-hmm. we discovered them, and 2021, we implemented yep. those things that we discovered. But, ladies and gentlemen, because 2021 is coming to an end, we will be talking about today the best-selling smartphones of 2021. Yes, indeed. Looking back so that we can go ahead and choose our favorite phone for the upcoming year. Coming up on today's show, we're talking all about Elon Musk and the SpaceX race and the online backlash that they've actually faced in China after the space station nearly missed one big deadline. What is that deadline and what is Elon Musk going to be doing about it? We're going to be telling you all those details in just a few moments. Yes, and for our apps all around the world segment, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about what's up business and how a nearby feature will now allow users to search for local stores, groceries, restaurants, and much more on the app of what's up. It does look like they're taking the same type of initiative that Google did, Google mm-hmm. Maps did, and they want to implement it on WhatsApp as well. Yes, indeed. Now, this story is going to be a bit of a shock for Hanny because I actually didn't tell him that uh, we want to talk about it. But we are going to be talking about one or actually the first SMS in the world that was sent by using a gadget that is very similar to a Neuralink. A fridge. Yeah. A, no, a Neuralink. So ah, someone, oh, okay. I'm sure you've seen it on I've social seen, media. I think you sent me something like that. Yeah. Someone who has full, uh, I mean. Who's paralyzed. Yeah. Full para- paralysis was actually able to send a text message by simply using a chip that was implanted in his brain. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, for our Tech This Out segment, we're talking about buses or trains. We're talking about a dual mode vehicle that will begin operating in Japan. We do know that autonomous driving and a lot of hybrid type of vehicles are now on the rise and Japan and Asia have the right idea for it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about the best-selling smartphones of 2021 and we're going to leave you with a song that I'm probably going to butcher its name. <laughs> it goes by the name of The Noche de Anoche. Oh, Bad Bunny. <laughs> I like this song, actually. I never knew the name of it, though. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. If we look back at 2021, we would realize that a lot of people may have thought Apple was the one and only smartphone industry. Apple and Android were the one and only smartphone industries that were basically making the world be the way it is. But we can't forget that under Android, there's Samsung, there's Xiaomi, there's Huawei. So which of these smartphone industries or smartphone companies are actually making up the majority of the phones in the year 2021. Now, to put things into perspective, there are more than 1.4 billion smartphones that were sold in the first three quarters of this year. So we're talking about 88.6 million 
phones that were sold in the first nine months of 2020, and that is according to statistics that were shared by the technology research and consulting company that goes by the name Gartner. So we're seeing a big surge in people changing up their phones, purchasing new phones, especially in the first two quarters of the year 2021. Yet the smartphone sales actually declined by about 6.8% in the third quarter of this year, which kind of surprises me because I would think in the third quarter people would start buying more and more phones for the holidays, um, Christmas, New Year's. They want to celebrate and share with their loved ones. But I guess the budget is not too high this time around. Well, you see, Omnia, you know, believe it or not, you have the um, the, 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 the great idea of it. But because mm. of that, they are waiting towards the end of the year to save all that money. Mm. And then the beginning of the year comes oh. now. You know, I always like to think about it just like how... A lot of companies do budgeting at the end of the year for the next year. So, you know, these people have brand new budgets and a lot of Americans do get their tax return towards the end of the year. But again, we're looking at this double digit surge on a yearly basis and the first two quarters of 2021. And we do know that the COVID-19 pandemic did include a very, you know, high shortage of key components such as radio frequency and even power management integrated circuits that did delay smartphone production. And we are still suffering with this right now with the iPhone 13. You know, even Apple had to take out certain uh, components out of their iPads and Mm -hmm. throw them in the iPhones because there was shortages. Now, four out of the most five sold smartphones in the first three quarters of 2021 believe it or not, were <laughs> Apple. We're talking about number one being the iPhone 12, and number two was the Galaxy A12. Number three was the iPhone 11. Number four was the iPhone 12 Pro Max. And number five was the iPhone 12 Pro. So it's kind of hard to say that Apple didn't have a good year. Mm, it is definitely hard, but it's also interesting to see that the most popular demand was on their iPhone 12 line. I know that the 13 was only launched in September, yet still not many people were able to get their hands on it because of the shortage that was happening when it comes to the chips and the pieces and parts of that phone. Now, the disrupted supply demand equilibrium and end users was actually burdened with limited choices at point of sale. So people who wanted to purchase a new phone from Apple most of the time only had access to the iPhone 12 and iPhone 12 Pro Max unless they wanted to go ahead and pre-order. So a lot of smartphone models may have been, we can say, unfairly measured the the sales of them because there was not enough parts. Now, the top seven best-selling smartphones in the first three quarters of the year, as we mentioned, were a majority made up out of Apple and then one phone, which is the Galaxy A12, which is exactly what we're going to be talking about because it is actually known as Samsung's most selling budget smartphone. Yeah, and believe it or not, Omnia, I just had this conversation with my barber last night as he was, you know, doing my beard, you know, (laughs) making me look nice for future talk. He was saying, you know, do you know where I can buy an A12? I said, his name is Khalid. I said, Khalid, you just bought an A12. He's like, yeah, but I gave it to my brother. And he's like, uh, you know, it's a great phone. It's very, you know, cheap. Not cheap, affordable for him. And he said, uh, I said, how much is it? He's like, it's around 600 dirhams. And I was looking at the specs on that phone. And that phone is actually really, really good. So, you know, the Galaxy A12 has been the number two fastest selling phone in, you know, 2021. And I'm not surprised, believe it or not, because it's a very budget friendly phone. And it does everything. I remember when my barber gave me the phone to, you know, hook him up with some things. I was downloading an app for him. 
very smooth. The refresh rate on the phone was amazing. The camera was good. And I was really surprised. I'm like, Khaled, how much did you buy this? <laughs> like, I, at one point, I thought it was like, it has, to be, plus. it has to be 2,000 plus. Yeah. He's like, Arbab. I need Jeep Sitmia, right? He's like, I got it for six hundred. I was like, Wow, Khalid, that was a that was a steal. And let's talk a little bit about the camera. So just like you mentioned, this phone actually has a quad camera system yeah. on the rear of it. Uh, it also has a powerful battery. Guess this, or imagine this, honey. It has a battery that is capable of lasting you for about two days in between charges. This is unheard of when it comes to using an iPhone. With an iPhone, you're lucky if it can last you a full day with using 5G. Um, Samsung actually did also say that they had a great security system on the phone, so it's it's potentially going to be a lot uh, less hack susceptible when it comes to comparing, comparing it to the other phones. And it also has a side fingerprint sensor. Yes, and again, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, now you know it was the top five sm- most selling smartphones. I was going to say most smelling smartphones, oh, <laughs> most selling smartphones of 2021. Who knew? Well, Pink knew. Pink knew. Pink knew. Oh, I love her songs. <laughs> Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, Buckle your seatbelts as we are going to space on Elon Musk's rocket. Mm. Or are we not, Omnia? Because, well, Elon Musk, unfortunately, and it's kind of been predictable the past couple of months, he has been facing online backlash in China after the space station does a near miss. Now, Mm. Elon Musk and SpaceX did face online backlash in China this week after a note was sent to the United Nations that did reveal that some of the company's satellites nearly collided with China's space station on two separate occasions in 2021. Now, bringing up this topic is fairly funny because we do know that Amazon lost a bid with NASA Mm -hmm. and NASA favored SpaceX because SpaceX was the more durable, the more advanced, and the cheaper option. Yes, indeed. And the thing is, when you get... When you get into issues with China, you are in for big trouble because they definitely don't like anything messing their plans. They Mm -hmm. love censorship. They love being in control. And with Elon Musk's satellites actually nearly colliding with China, that's going to definitely cause a lot of beef between them. Now, there are nearly 30,000 satellites and other debris that were believed to be orbiting the planet. And a lot of scientists from China have actually been urging Elon Musk to go ahead and share data with him or with them so that they can go ahead and make sure that there is no catastrophic space collisions taking place. And this is this is all for good reason, because we do know that a lot of countries in the past have been trying to you know, launch their very own satellites, orbitals, and at the same time, many other countries would be doing that at the same time, which would, God forbid, cause some collisions. So SpaceX alone, in statistics, they have deployed nearly 1,900 satellites to serve its Starlink broadband network, and they're planning to launch a lot more. So I feel like they definitely need an organizing system so that we can go ahead and kind of avoid any close encounters when it comes to what the Chinese space station or any other country plans to launch around the same time. Yes, and we know, you know, uh, another factor or another, you know, concern is space Mm. debris. Oh, yes. Right. You know, and uh, SpaceX alone has deployed nearly 1,900 satellites and a lot of, you know, scientists and a lot of researchers are saying, well, we need to kind of 
slow it down a little bit because mm. there's already nearly 30,000 satellites and other de- debris believed to be orbiting our beautiful planet Earth. 30,000. That's mm. not a small number. When you think of one satellite, Omnia, mm. right? I mean, it's really actually funny because sometimes we cannot grasp the concept of how many satellites are orbiting our Earth. There are so many and nearly 30,000. So if an alien was to come, <laughs> right, and they're coming on their spaceship, do 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 and they just see all these satellites orbiting us. I feel like they're like right? saviors around us. Exactly. It's kind of it's kind of looks like Swords. A, de- a defensive uh, you know uh, mechanism. Now we do know that China has began constructing the space station in April with the launch of Tiny, which is the largest of its three models, and the station is expected to be completed by the end of 2022 after four crewed missions, and you know. You don't, you don't want to mess that up because, again, we don't, you don't want delay, especially when it's space. It takes a lot of preparation and yep. timing and planning. And you don't want a multi-billionaire just, you know, throwing satellites everywhere and throw, throwing spaceships and hitting your space station. <laughs> right? It's like rich kid on, uh, on, uh, on steroids. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And the thing is with space debris, a lot of people might be thinking, okay, we just have a lot of satellites orbiting outer space. That should be a good thing. But the issue is this space debris could sometimes cause the cancellation or the delay of many big missions that take months when it comes to preparing them. So one example is NASA's most recent spacewalk that was supposed to happen at the end of November. NASA actually had to call it off because Mm. of many risks that were posed by space debris. And Musk actually tweeted in response that many Starlink satellite orbits had actually been adjusted to help reduce that risk that NASA was afraid of. So in the bigger picture, China is kind of doing what it should be doing on its end uh, with their space station they have also uh, implemented what is known as a preventative collision avoidance control so mm-hmm. what they do is basically kind of like you know how when a when a plane lands on uh, back on the ground they mm-hmm. have a lot of lights yes. to signal that there's a plane landing over here so that other planes can avoid that area China is planning to do the exact same thing with its rovers as well as its uh, rockets. So good efforts on China. Hope the rest of the world follows. Yeah, hope the rest of the world follows. And the no- number one most important thing, we hope Elon Musk, you know, abides the rules and regulations mm-hmm. of the international space. He was boundaries. officially called the richest man in the world. He is right? the richest man yeah. in the world. Yeah, he is the richest man in the world, and he has uh, too much money for his own good, and he's just you know doing everything he can do. But ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break, so don't. Don't go just yet. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse 95. What's worth a click and download? Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about Omnia's favorite app. You really hate this app. Don't I don't. You? I don't. I don't hate it per oh, se, I but swear. I don't. I don't. I don't like using it. I feel when I'm using it, mm. I'm inclined to reply to everything. I swear, every time I text you on WhatsApp, I'm always like, "Oh, he hates replying." Yeah, you see, you text me everywhere else. I reply like within 0.3 seconds, and I do have my notifications actually off for WhatsApp. I don't. Because I'm in so many groups and oh, you turned them on. Thank God. No, I turned them off again. I had them on, and now I turned them back off Why? because <laughs> it gets annoying sometimes. You know, it's just you know you can mute groups. I muted the groups, but some, sometimes they'll mention me, oh, right? Yes. Like at Hanny, hey one two three, forcing you to answer, forcing me to and answer. You, you know, answer. and I don't want to answer sometimes, but or I'm not, I, or I just don't. Ha- I just it's just too much uh, uh, of conversation going on, and I don't feel like reading all of it. 
But what's up, ladies and gentlemen, has a different approach for their app, their other app, which is called What's Up Business, and it does cater for the business side of What's Up. Now, we're talking about a nearby feature which will allow us users mm -hmm. to search for local stores, groceries, restaurants, and even more on the app. Now, I feel that's pretty crazy. I'll tell you why. Why? Because, you know, how often are you on WhatsApp that you can't have the time to just swipe up and use Google Maps? Speak for yourself. You're barely on WhatsApp. That's, no, that's probably why. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, like if, if you can go to Google you Maps, you can just you like swipe up and go to Google Maps and just type it real quick. True. I agree with you. And I feel like Google Maps is my go to place and the go to place of a lot of people when it comes to finding out. You know, restaurants, groceries, or gro grocery pickup places around you. But WhatsApp wants to be the place for everything. You know, recently they've been allowing you, just like they allow you to share your live location, to share your location. I like that. They want you to also be able to find the locations of, of things around you, which makes sense, especially if we're looking at the business side of WhatsApp, being able to promote businesses, especially those that depend solely on selling through WhatsApp as a social media platform. And, you know, I love that you mentioned, you know, selling through WhatsApp because WhatsApp will soon give you the option to, you know, trade cryptocurrencies yep. within the app. And, you know, I do believe that they will have their own wallet. Now, I do bash WhatsApp quite a lot, <laughs> right? But, you know... I like how you admit it. I do, I do, I do. I'm not, I'm not going to put that to the side, but I do have mm. to give them a lot of credit. I like the app, but I don't... I like the functionality of the mm. application, but I don't like using the application. Yeah. Right? And, you know, when you're comparing it to its number one competitor, which is iMessage, mm. WhatsApp blows it right out of the park. True. Right? Now, when it comes to voice notes, when it comes to groups. sending locations, groups, uh, live locations, uh, you know, the exchange of, of, of information on WhatsApp seems much more cleaner and not only that, you can always have a good search option on the top. You just write, for example, <laughs> whatever you're searching for and you True. will find it. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, we are taking a short break. But when we come back, well, I'm not going to tell you what we have in store for you. But <laughs> it's something that will blow your mind. Check this out. Check this out. Oh, 95. Imagine... Imagine thinking about something and having it be automatically sent. So it's a scary thought, but at the same time, a very, honestly, very relaxing one at the same time. So you can send SMSs, texts, tweets, you name it, by just thinking of it. And while they may, that might be a bit scary for us as humans, because we tend to have a lot of thoughts. I'm actually interested to find out how many thoughts do we have per day? I think it was like something around 50,000 thoughts. I'm glad you didn't ask me, honey, what are you thoughts? thinking right now? <laughs> what are you thinking right no, now? I don't, I don't, my thoughts is my own personal space. Please, no one has to know what I'm thinking. Imagine you had this chip. So there's the latest news is about a paralyzed man uh, who is actually at the age of 62. And he was the first person to tweet a message by using his mind. Thanks to a very tiny brain implant that is similar to that the that Neuralink, uh, yes. Neuralink that the Elon the Elon Musk the one and only he is Elon, the Musk. Elon Musk so you're not wrong oh humans actually have more than six thousand thoughts per day I think I, yeah I, 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 I think you have sixty thousand yeah I think a lot but oh, ladies and no. gentlemen a paralyzed man in Australia has become the first person in the world to tweet a message via a direct thought. And we do have to give that thanks to a tiny brain implant the size of a paperclip. Now, Philip O'Keefe, who is 62, did suffer from an amyotrophic lateral cyclosis, 
which has left him unable to move his upper limbs. And he did tweet, and the tweet does say, No need for keystrokes or voices. I created this tweet just by thinking about it. Wow. <laughs> Hashtag hello world BCI. Now, he was diagnosed with ALS, which is a form of motor neuron, dis- neuron disease. Mm-hmm. And that was all the way back in 2015. And then he successfully turned his direct thought to text using the Stenstrode Brain Computer Interface, or better known as BCI. That is why he did text or use the hashtag BCI on December 23rd. Now, ladies and gentlemen, imagine that. You know, this is just one step. Again, we're talking about baby steps. And whenever we talk about baby steps, I just want to put it into consideration. Mm. Lance Armstrong, one small step for man, one huge leap. For mankind. So these small, you know, milestones is going to shape how we are going to be using our brain in the next not 20 years, but 10 years. Yes, indeed. And speaking of baby steps and small steps, when uh, Mr. Kifi actually was commenting on how amazing it was to try out this technology, he said it was very similar to riding a bike because, as you've mentioned, the, the chip implant, uh, the brain chip is actually implanted in his front cortex, that front part of your brain, which basically is the planning part of your brain. So he definitely had to learn how to use it. And it has a little gadget that is attached and placed right on his chest and it would actually or the brain signals are actually sent through a small unit to a small computer that is taped to uh, his chest and then from that small unit it goes to his brain causing uh, his nerves to actually activate that tweet and send what he's thinking of and when he first heard about this technology he just all he could think about is how much independence it could give him back the system is very astonishing because as you start getting used to it you start to learn how to kind of filter out your thoughts so that not everything that you're thinking gets tweeted but at the same time you have more control over your own life you can use social media you can share your thoughts even if you don't have necessarily a voice or uh, keystrokes like he've mentioned he doesn't have the ability to go ahead and physically type it out but this technology ga- allowed him to regain that sense just like any other human being you know it's it sparked just something in my brain right now and what yeah. it sparked in my brain is you know how sometimes we under we we know what we're talking about but we don't know how to say it yes you or can't you, speak you your can't thoughts. speak your thoughts or you have a lot a lot going on in your mind but you don't know how to put it into words mm. I think, imagine, you know, the scope of the next 10, 15 years where, you know, the transfer of information between human to human will be much more deeper because everything you're thinking about, even if you don't know how to say it, like right now, Mm. I'm trying to explain to you to phrase it, to phrase it, (laughs) what I'm thinking about and how big and how huge this can be. But, you know. SubhanAllah, your your tongue can't always, you know, grasp the same concept you have in your brain. And with something like the Neuralink and now this tiny chip that is implanted in the brain, what is next, you know? And also, it gives a whole new meaning to texting and driving now. Oh, yes. Right? 100%. Like you're driving and then sent tweet yeah, and you or just sent have, message. You just have to think of it. So with him, let's say, apart from just being able to send a tweet, like he wants to send this email... He just has to focus his mind and think of, okay, I want to press the button send. I want to type out this, this, and that. And the brain chip will already understand. I want to order food. 
<laughs> that will always be your request using I'm, that. I'm right. hungry right now. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> now the interface is not the the Neuralink, but it's a very similar concept that was actually created by a California-based company known as Synchron. It's basically like a bioelectronic medicine company, and it allows a lot of their patients to carry out tasks on a computer by simply using their mind. So, O'Keefe was the first person to try it out, but a lot of humans are actually going to be following by his footsteps, and he actually started out using the hashtag hashtag hello world bci his goal is to regain independence with the world and offer inspiration for all those who struggle with neural conditions just like him and he is paving the way for people to go ahead and tweet through through their thoughts even if they are unable to do it by using their fingers and their hands Yes, this is John 4215. Let us know your thoughts. We are taking a short <laughs> break, but when we come back, we're talking all about what, Omnia? We're talking all about a basically like a, a little transportation system that you can't even know if it's a bus or a train because it's basically a mixture of both. Jealousy, jealousy, jealousy. <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. Tech this out. Tech this out. All 95. Bus or train or both? <laughs> I've always wanted to ride on a train. You've never ridden, on, ridden a train? I always a metro? conduct the train. Uh-huh, okay. All aboard the Polar Express. Had to hand him the bell. Tickets, please. <laughs> I don't think I got any. I got Tickets, receipts. please. Would you like a receipt? I have my whole puncher in hand. Uh-huh. Right? Let me see. What is that? Like a sanitizer? What? So wipes? Yeah. Wow. Antibacterial. It's like it's like the it's like the thing. Remember you told me about the whole plane that was antibacterial? Antimicrobial. I, I anti-microbial. But ladies and gentlemen, bus or train. I personally love trains. Mm-hmm. Choo choo. They're so underrated. Yes, uh, I don't know why buses just seem boring to me. Buses, yeah, but trains, oh my god. I think of a train like an experience more than just a, a mode of transportation to get you from point Have A. Have you to been on the metro? Bay. Oh, 100%. I've been on the metro. The metro is fun. I love it. But I'm really excited, you know, to go on a train. Hopefully, soon Etihad Railway will, mm-hmm. you know, come out and, you know, we'll be, you know, traveling to not only across the UAE, but across the Gulf. You'll live in New York life. <laughs> live it. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, right now we're talking about a DMV. A mm. dual-mode vehicle uh, equally at home and on road, and it's on even on rail. And it's set to make its public debut in the town of Kayo in Japan's Tokushima Prefecture. Yes, indeed. Now, the DMV actually looks like a mini bus, and it runs on a normal rubber tires on the road. Now, when, when it, whenever it arrives to a certain sect or like an interchange, the steel wheels descend from the vehicle's underbelly onto the rail track, effectively turning it into a train carriage. So it starts out like a mini bus, and then whenever it's needed, it turns into a train that is capable of carrying a lot more people and moving much longer distances. Now the train wheels lift the front tires off the track, while the rear wheels stay down to help propel that DMV onto the railway. Now, let's talk a little bit about the pros of this. All right. Uh, mode of transportation first off on the roads it takes much smaller space so you have a train that can still drive on the road Mm -hmm. and when it's needed it will go ahead and change into a train that can drive on railways Mm -hmm. and also it can uh, actually carry up to 21 passengers Mm -hmm. and does run at a speed of 60 kilometers per hour on the rail tracks it can go fast as around 
100 kilometers on public roads. Now, it is powered by diesel diesel fuel, which is, you know, the small fleet of vehicles which do come in different colors. And they will they will run along the coast of the Shikoko Island <laughs> in southern Japan. And it will connect them to several small towns and offering passengers an attractive seaside scenery. But you know what else is an attractive <laughs> scenery, Omnia? I knew this was coming. An attractive scenery is the man himself, Amar Duri. The only place to be at three with the man himself, Amar Duri. <laughs> Hugh complimenting the show now. We complimented Amir Duri. Now it's the show. It's the halftime show. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome aboard the Polar Express. <laughs> I was just going to say. Omar Duri. You've never been on a train? No. I don't live in the UK. You live you have you been, lived in the UK. Yeah, I, I, have, I didn't start driving till we've been till on the mid-20s, late-20s because of the train. You know, really? In, in, yeah, yeah. In Miami, we don't got trains. <laughs> Are you from Miami? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I think he's from Texas now. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's turned into surfer dudes. Right, let me tell you what's up on the halftime show today. So one thing we're going to be talking about is how can we fuel the brain, Omnia? Food. In what way? Yeah, food. Yeah, that's one thing. Food. Well done, Hani. Reading reset. That's another another very good thing, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's part of your marketing team. I love it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be talking about how we can use food to fuel the brain and improve our productivity in 2022. Walnuts. That's what my mom would say. Jim Quick said that as well. That's a very <laughs> good point. And the other thing is, obviously, I've had some fantastic guests on the year. So I've asked people on uh, my Instagram and their listeners who was their favorite guest or their favorite moment. Actually, Omnia, you were up there as one of their favorite moments. Do you, oh, want, to, do you want to tell the audience cookies. why? No, I'd rather keep the abuse for... Um, can I say the story? Yeah, you can say it, Hani. Go ahead. All right. Once upon a time, <laughs> Omar dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. Not right? because of me. And Omar was going through surgery. He yep. was doing a recovery phase. He mm-hmm. was finally good enough to drive to work <laughs> and use the show, right? Yeah, in a, see in a you sling. Next in year. a sling. He was, you know, he had his, his arm in a sling and, you know, he was recovering. Yeah. And Omnia, because she loves Omar so much, she was talking to him. How's everything? Everything's going great. An interaction becomes between the two. Correct. She gets mm-hmm. a phone call. She gets a phone call. Something happens. And all of a sudden, Omnia punches his shoulder. You missed a big <laughs> important point. He was actually, uh, what's it called? Creating a lot of noise on the call. Well, I, I mean, uh, okay, hold on. So in my defense, we got, we got some time. We got some time. Yeah. So honey, I'm about to present the halftime show. The only place actually, to be at three, yes. The only place to be at yes. three, very much. You always have to say and that. Then, and then in between the breaks, Omnia uh-huh. likes to come in and talk. And normally I'm live on Instagram. Yes. Everyone on Instagram got a chance to see Omnia pick up a call mid-break. To uh, a brand uh, that's probably going to sponsor <laughs> we, her. We would not. We're not going to mention no. that now. <laughs> and Omnia forgets about the halftime show and picks up the call. Yes. So I'm telling her to tell the brand, don't worry about it. We're just on radio. No problem. You guys can take this call wherever you want. She said, okay. And all of a sudden, the punch came out of mm. Omnia. The fight came I out. Saw, I saw it, though. It's a good punch, though. I saw it, though. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, yeah, just like that. It was yeah, almost like that to the T. And if you want to see more of that, it's on my Instagram as well. So you get a chance to see it for another, I think, another hour or two, and then after that, it's off, yes, it's so off Instagram. Thank the Lord, it's off Instagram. You're looking at abuse in the workplace live at Pulse ninety five, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna do it. Omnia Salah. The fight does continue. The halftime my show. Lord. The only place to be at three with the man himself, commencing in four minutes. So do keep Pulse95 logged, but the Future Talk show, we'll see you tomorrow. It's going to be the last show of 2021. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, only around Pulse95. Take me home.